0: Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. <laughs> hey, chickens! Uh, welcome to another week of theories. Um, I know I said I was going to get straight on with uh, the magician, witch's apprentice, familiar. Um. Uh- <laughs> They're in the wrong order. Uh, but I got a lovely email, so we'll get through that first and then we'll get on to the recaps. Um, anyway, it's from Lovely Matthew. Uh, the Lovely Matthew um and he has said uh he said I, this is way late so understand if it's not usable what are you talking about it's perfectly on time we're barely finished um uh and he's intermingling his first Doctor Who memories with his thoughts on remembrance of the Daleks because in many ways they are one and the same oh my God we've come full circle um he says now I've been watching Doctor Who for as long as I can remember my earliest very vague memory was would be Destiny of the Daleks, although I'd have been three on the date that episode four of that was broadcast, so it must have been from a repeat. I mean, you could remember something from when you're three. You never know. Um... Uh, so, yes, uh, he said, uh, I can remember Legopolis and the visitation and hearing about Davison leaving on Radio 1 News. Oh, Radio 1, that's like the BBC pop station, isn't it? Um, I watched all of Caves of Androzani, second guessing what would happen. I was convinced that the cliffhanger where the Doctor and Perry were to be executed would result in the red cloth being removed the following week to show the Doctor's new face. I was very young. Please be kind. Um, I'm kind to everyone, Matt. <laughs> um, that is cute, though. I, I would love it if, you know, there was a regeneration in the middle of a story. Like, because it kind of looked like that was going to happen during season 10. Was it the pyramid one where the Doctor did the fake-out regeneration? And we knew that he was regenerating, so it was like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. And it's and then it didn't happen for another eight weeks or longer. Oh, that's right, we had to wait till Christmas. Um, But, yeah, because it turns into such a, you know, huge publicity event, then it's never really, you know, going to, be you know a a thing that happens halfway through a season which would be great like that was the great thing i think about um joe martin's fugitive doctor was like what it's another doctor like it was exciting it was a moment like that we had known nothing about i mean i'm gonna miss that about the uh chibnall era um because you know we get so much information from russell t davis that eventually the episodes are on it's like yeah, I saw all of this. Um, <laughs> like, I'm delighted and it's fun, but I still kind of, like, I really did love that, you know, that there was no publicizing anything, really, <laughs> during the Chibnall era. It's like, here's some people sitting at a table. Like, you're like, okay, fine. It's not much in the way of publicity, but then as a fan, I get to watch the show and be completely surprised by everything that's happening. Um so, yeah, I I'd, 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 I would love it. If, I remember having a theory. Um, I had theories before this podcast, by the way. I know, controversial. Uh, I had a theory that when uh, it was announced, like, remember they had the next Doctor, which was the first special um, in between the 10th and 11th Doctors. Like, they ended Series 4, Donna got... You know, had her mind wiped. And then the next episode was called The Next Doctor. And it was David Morrissey was in it. And I was like, what if he he just regenerates into David Morrissey? And David Morrissey is, in fact, the next Doctor. Like, that was kind of the implication. Um, and that would have been amazing if that had happened. Uh, but it didn't. And he just thought he was the Doctor. Um, see what I mean? Like, they're kind of like, uh, the Russell T. Davis era, it's like, we're going to give you all the information and then surprise you in the episode. But instead of... Being completely overwhelmed by, oh, my God, I did not see this coming. It's kind of like, oh, that's just not what I thought it was. Um, Which, you know, happens because we as fans love to theorise. We love to try to work out what's going on. Um, You know, like everyone's totally into the idea that this is the Toymaker coming up. So... Look, it it hopefully will be so delightful and we'll be so excited about David Tennant and uh, Catherine Tate that we won't even care if it's slightly underwhelming. And it doesn't turn out to be everything we wanted it to be. Um anyway, like I I do love your idea, Matt. Like, even if you were a kid, like the doctor getting executed in the first episode and then being regenerated would be amazing. I mean, that series did have a regeneration before the end of the series. Like the the first four Colin Baker episodes were the last four episodes. Of that Peter Davison season. Like it was a whole thing. And the same with like Patrick Troughton. He came in after. um, You know William Hartnell had done. A few stories at the start of season four. Uh, So it's. You know not entirely unheard of. um, But. Certainly it didn't really, you know, it wouldn't have happened in at, at the end of episode one as much as I would have loved that. That would have been amazing. Um, anyway, uh, Matt says, despite this viewing history, I wouldn't have called myself a fan. In 1988, I was watching Coronation Street instead because the affair between Gail and her toy boy lover Martin was about to be revealed. Oh, my God. I remember watching that, although we didn't get that until well into the 90s. <laughs> On Foxtel, my friend. I used to record them on, like you know, you could remember we used to be able to set your VHS to tape things. Um, I mean, the olden days. Uh, So yeah, you could set, you could set your. FoxTel to go onto a certain channel at a certain time and then you could set your VHS to tape it. Um so I recorded uh, I would record Coronation Street religiously and then my friend Jennifer would come over and we would watch like 5 hours in one sitting every couple of weeks. Um which was the best. Uh but yes, I do remember Gail and and Martin. Um uh uh, anyway, Matt says it was only a year later I got chatting with a new schoolmate about Doctor Who, and he told me he'd got some episodes recorded from the TV, just like me with Corey. Um, he lent them to me, and in one evening I did the whole 1988 and 89 seasons in one hit. And from that moment on, I was a fan. Uh, the first of his recordings I watched was Remembrance of the Daleks. See, it's all relevant. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> Um, I remember thinking the little pre-credits thing wasn't actually from Doctor Who at all and just something caught up on the video that my mate had recorded over. Oh my God, so cute. Um, I think quite rightly so that Remembrance is one of the all-time classics of the series and what a way into being a proper fan. Yeah, it's like, as you've discovered, I talked about it for 20 episodes or more um, of this podcast and I have, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's got everything you'd want. One of the best doctor companion pairings, the Daleks looking the best they ever have and engaged in civil war, the gorgeous Dursley McLyndon, meaning this in my life was more than just the beginning of me being a WHO fan. Forget Chunky Gilmore. I'm (laughs) I'm not reading the next bit. It's rude. Um, He even says, I dare you to say that in the podcast. (laughs) I'm not saying that in the podcast Matthew Um, All right, I'll say it if you're a Patreon subscriber but everyone else no one's going to hear it and Davros in an egg uh, epic I was entranced by the extermination effect Mr Bronson from Grange Hill as the villainous headmaster the transmitting Dalek you can see it's innards and of course the Dalek going upstairs we could protest as much as we liked we'd never stop the world leveling that criticism at them until 2005 well I think you'll find in 1988 we still say it (laughs) i know it was a whole plot in um well a subplot in the first episode of outland that john and i wrote like it was a whole thing with uh you know someone laughing at daleks because there were daleks all over the house um in the sugar bowl uh amongst other things um but yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, Matt says, of course, in the years since, those scenes are replaced by replaced as favourites by the more sedate moment in Remembrance, which remains a firm favourite that should really have served as a pilot for the Countermeasures team that ju- wasn't just audio. Anyone else think that outside of Big Finisher's series, these guys were actually the genesis of Unit? Yes, I'll forgive the silliness of Ace and the Doctor swapping seats in the van and Sylvester's <laughs> gurning at the claw of a blobby thing. Remembrance has more than earned its place as one of the all-time best ever Who stories. I mean, look, some of my favourites have gurning actors in them. I mean, you know, spearhead from space. We get a bit of gurning. It's, a, it's one of the things the Doctor does uh, when he gets strangled with some sort of claw thing. He's got a gurn. <laughs> earning in the next episode.